Hello and welcome everybody to episode 73 of the Uncovered podcast. I'm your host Behram Kazi who you can find at defmango on Twitter and with me as always is Jared Kimber who you can find absolutely everywhere. And there's actually lots to talk about today on Uncovered because there has been a lot that's happened off the field. Let's start with uh, Noor Ahmed copping a 12 month uh, ILT20 ban. Uh, followed the followed in the footsteps of uh, his teammate Naveen and uh, basically he didn't sign a retention contract i believe with the sharja warriors same team as uh, naveen ul haq and both of those guys went and played for the durban super giants uh, in the south african league the sa20 and i mean we spoke about this last time as well that if you think of this from an afghan cricketer's uh, perspective right you don't earn a lot of money playing for afghanistan and if the super giants organization is offering them you know an extended period where they're going to be representing all of their teams then that just makes financial sense and it's security that they desperately want or crave yeah i mean there's 93 different leagues mm. being played i think it's an interesting thing if you start to say if you don't resign with us we won't pick you because won't the better players just go with the league that will allow more flexibility and there's still a uh bpl being played and then you've got the psl and the big bash and everything else feels like to me a interesting power move by a league mm. that I'm not sure that they can completely sustain. Um, but there must be something else uh, uh, beyond it. But as you said, if you're a player, you're going to pick the team that is giving you the most money. And if it's another franchise, you'll go with yeah. them. Yeah, plus if they get to... In, even in another exactly. league. Exactly. If they get to play multiple franchise tournaments for the same employers, that just benefits them. And I mean, the SA20 runs parallel to the ILT20. So they're not missing out on anything. It's not like there's a window of cricket where they won't be making any money. Of course they will be. And this is smart, I believe, by the Super Giants and I'm sure the Indians will follow the Mumbai Indians that is and all of these other, you know, Super Kings and all of that stuff. In the future, I see, you know, the parent franchise organization employing these cricketers on longer contracts where they can represent them in multiple franchise competitions. That's how I see it. No, no, exactly. I mean, we won't be long before SA20 IL um 20 and CPL and major league cricket might even have rules that say if you play for an IPL franchise you you know you are automatically drafted hmm. at a certain slot um you know those things are all possible uh going ahead bless you jared sneezed for everyone who doesn't know because he muted his mic <laughs> i could not have timed that muting any better yeah. by the way um <laughs> It's a big sneeze too. I think I took a chunk out of the floor. <laughs> anyway, let's move forward. Um we saw some DRS controversy in the PSL Jared. I was at the game, okay, and Salman Ali Agha was bowling, Riley Rousseau, the captain of the Quetta Gladiators was batting. And Quetta were in a very precarious situation because they were losing wickets and the surface was slow. And Riley, as you know, is one of the key players for Quetta and any franchise he plays for in the PSL. He's like this bonafide PSL batting legend at this point. And with the naked eye I would have raised my finger when I watched it on the screen I was like okay yeah that's definitely out. And uh, then up comes Hawkeye and it's missing and missing. So impact is missing and the stumps are missing and you can see kind of the ball's trajectory not you know complying with that and all of a sudden I was like hey Biram are you turning into Ben Stokes? is that's what's happening to you at this point because i was like oh my god technology looks to be wrong and shadab khan was furious he was livid right you could see how pissed he was when he was speaking to the umpire and had both of his hands out and next day uh, hawk i owned up to it they said they'd made an error and it should have been you know uh, 
impact in line and umpires call on the wickets and they did make an error. And this is the first time we've ever seen them own up to this sort of thing. So is this like a scary, is, is this a scary precedent? I don't think it's the first time. I think they're quite open. Hmm. It's the ICC that stopped. Then I don't think the whole guy are allowed to talk about ICC hmm. um, umpiring decisions. Ah. But I think in franchise cricket, they've done this before. I know I'm positive the Hawkeye. They're, they're quite private Hawkeye, but they they they're kind of science based, yeah. so they admit when things go wrong. Um, so yeah, no, I, I certainly understand what you're saying. I don't think it's Hawkeye's issue why we don't hear more of them. I think it's something else. But it's not the first time that Hawkeye have made hmm. mistakes. And if you if you go through the BCCI. Um, used to have the Hawkeye on their website. They might have it back on there at the moment. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, they used to have the Hawkeye on their website. Um, uh, ICC had it on their website. You know, Crick, uh, Crick Info used to have it. I used to watch ball, ball, ball after hmm. ball of it, right? You know, I'd go through whole overs and, and spells and look for certain things of what a bowler was doing. Some of the balls go above the bowler's head, hmm. ab- above the batter's head, hmm. right? Um, some of the balls don't match up at all with a ball from that over that I had just right. watched. It's actually far more common than you think. There's also, uh, you know, situations, and I think, again, Hawkeye were honest about this when it happened, um, where someone said it on the wrong setting and it was everything was flying like a foot and a half over the stumps. We've seen that before. Uh, we've seen the map on the middle be slightly wrong at times. Uh, so, you know, it, that's all part of it. It's I, I don't The idea that Hawkeye's not going to have any mistakes, I think... I think other people have kind of got this in their heads. It's like, wait a minute, it was designed by humans, <laughs> right? Like, like, okay, so there's that Elon Musk thing about putting chips in people's yeah. heads. Neuralink. Right? Can't get my phone to work after fucking time, mate. <laughs> what the hell do I want to chip in my head if I can't get my my, my phone to work? Well, how am I, what am I going to do, reset my brain? Also, why would you um, want to control the mouse with your brain? I'm fine controlling the mouse with my hand. <laughs> But, but but you know what? Like at at a certain point, we know that technology fails all mm. the time, um, and you know it's why we don't have self driving cars. Self driving cars are by and large safer than probably people driving, mm. right? But we also know that there's no fail safes yeah. for self driving cars, and people will get lazy and will start to just play on their phone the whole time and do all those sorts of things. So anyway, I suppose what I'm trying to say is that um, you know for a situation like this, it's uh, it's good that they've owned up to it. I think they should own up to it more often. And um, these things are, you know, a bit of a, just a bit of a pain, really, that they happen. But they're always going to yeah, happen. Yeah, no, because there is a limitation with the technology. In fact, I think uh, uh, Bertus, is it? Uh, the guy who covers Dutch cricket. He uh, put up a really good kind of image on Twitter in which he said that this is how they should show it on the screen where there's a bit of a blurred deviation on either side of the ball when Hawkeye comes up because that way people would know that oh that's why umpire's call exists and this ball could be anywhere between here and here and I feel like a lot of these cricketers even who suggest that there should be no umpire's call and even if it's clipping it should be out if they recognize that they won't be saying this because umpire's call exists because of that limitation and it's just one of those things that technology hasn't been able to fix yet maybe it does in the future maybe it doesn't maybe Elon Musk develops a chip that allows umpires to see Hawkeye with their own eyes um, who's to say? We will have a chip, a chip in the hmm. ball, right? You know, we already had that company in Queensland. I haven't heard much from them recently. I'm not sure if they're struggling. I know there's another company in England called Arc Simulations. I think they're doing it. I'm sure there are other companies in the world looking at this as well. 
we will actually have more information mm -hmm. soon because we will have a chip in the ball. Uh, but it's not easy to do and it's not cheap and, you know, all, all those sorts of things exist. But uh, most sports will have that and that will help, uh, I think, yeah, a lot. It's not like tennis, right, where they check that thing where the ball has landed always. This is a projection. Yeah. That's what people need to realize. And I'm also glad that Hawkeye kind of owned up to it. I actually did not know that this has happened in the past in other franchise leagues. Uh, this was the first time I experienced it. And oh, I mean, I don't just mean franchise leagues. I mean, Hawkeye have occasionally just said that was mm -hmm. wrong or, you know, this or tried to do explain it. I, I think that. I think that Hawkeye would probably be more involved if the ICC let mm. them. And to be honest, the ICC should be discussing umpiring decisions more. Mm -hmm. Um, there should be an open dialogue about it. This idea, in the old days, it was umpire's word is final. That's absolutely fine. We don't live in those worlds anymore, right? And other sports, I know the NBA does this. I think NFL does this, and maybe some football codes have started. Uh, some football leagues have started doing this too. Where they explain controversial decisions and they explain when they've got and when they've made mistakes oh. and everything else. And I, I was at the World Cup final when Ben Stokes uh, did that thing and. Myself and Andrew Miller went over to uh, the ICC spokeswoman to say to her, there's a mistake. And, and, and she was like, well, we don't talk about umpiring decisions. And we were like, your umpires just made a mistake in the World Cup final that has perhaps caused New Zealand to win the game. You need to talk to someone. And they were so reticent about doing that. And I was like, and I was just like why? Why would you do that? And it ended up being a story for three or four days. And then eventually it came out and, and they explained what happened and why. I mean, it was such an obscure thing to have happen. Anyway, it, there's just better ways of doing yeah, things. And there's no reason to gatekeep when we all kind of accept the fact that technology can be wrong at times. I think it's work. I think it's whenever, you know, in this series, the first two test matches, all the England fans were going on about, mm -hmm. oh, Indian DRS, look at this, blah, blah, blah. And then in the third test, every decision went in the, well, no, fourth test. test. Yeah, sorry. Second, second and third tests, India got a good run, and then the fourth test, England got that incredible mm. run, and then the Indian fans were like, "Oh, look what!" And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> kill your boots for a moment." And, and I understand that. That's what fans do. That's why everyone needs more information. Yeah, no, no, definitely agree with that. Uh, more from the PSL. Harris Rauf took a splendid catch the other day and kind of landed awkwardly on his right shoulder. Completed the catch. I don't think I've ever seen him drop one. Actually, that's how good he is in the deep. And uh, we saw his bowling arm in a sling, and then he was ruled out of the entire PSL. Now, Jared... He's not had a good month or so, has Yeah, he? yeah, he's had a terrible time, right? It keeps getting from bad to worse for Harris Rao. First, he loses the central contract. Now, his bowling arm is fucked, for the lack of a better word. Yeah. And I don't know, uh, I'm not a medical guy, Jared, but my brother was a prodigy when he was growing up. Uh, he was really, really good at cricket. He was a fast bowler and used to bat in the top order. And uh, he had his bowling arms, you know, shoulder dislocated. My brother never bowled fast again. He became a spinner. So how serious is this? Well, it depends on how good a spinner your brother was. <laughs> but um, look, Jeff Thompson injured his shoulder. He had that incredible clash. Who did he run into? I can't remember now, but ran into someone on the field, uh, ruined his shoulder and dropped about five to 10 mm. kilometers. So it's happened before. Um, not just to your brother, but you know, it can happen. I've seen players come back from injuries though as well. So I, I don't know is the best answer. My worry would be is what kind of insurance and medical care is he going to get now that he doesn't have a proper yeah. contract? Well, he was right? going to go to Dr. Zaff in England anyway, because that's where all of these 
Pakistan players go when they're injured because the PCB's medical care is terrible. So the is that the um, Crystal Palace the guy? The former Crystal Palace guy, I believe, he's been employed by Arsenal now. Yeah, he oh, has that's a, quite the oh, resume. Because he's. Because his office, when he was at Crystal Palace, is like just like ten minute walk hmm. from my house. Um, uh, um, so I don't know. He's obviously probably not based there anymore. But yeah, no, you're right. The Pakistani players. I, th I think other countries have used him as well. Like I, you know, he's quite popular. Obviously, working across a couple of different sports. Yeah. Um, uh, this is this is why freelance cricket cr cricketers don't exist as much. Hmm. It's things like this because Harris Ralph goes you know he's been forced to go freelance and then straight away he's had this injury and who knows now where he's going to make his money and, and how everything's going to go and you know his, his life is probably complicated in a way now than it wouldn't have been if he had a pcb contract yeah. and i mean he's 30 as well and he's an express quick so he had three to four years tops to begin with and now those have been kind of jeopardized but he is someone who is you know, Lahore Kalanda's product, the PDP program is what unearthed Harris Ralph and they've taken a lot of care of him. So, I mean, even if the PCB completely back out over here, I know that the Rana brothers from the Lahore Kalanda's will be looking after him. But yeah, it's it's a career that's gone into complete uncertainty all of a sudden. And we don't even know yep. if he'll be featuring in the World Cup now because he wasn't in good bowling mm. form. The one game in which he made a very good comeback, he injured himself while, you know, going for a catch, which he did complete. So, yeah, it's a it's a troubled or troubling time for for Harris. Uh, anyway, we have one super chat, so uh, let's take that. Anish is back with just with another question. It's an IPL question. He says, "Who are your Sunrisers Hyderabad's oh four picks amongst Markram, Pat Cummins, Travis Head, Vanindu Hasaranga, Marco Janssen, Glenn Phillips, Fazal Akfaruki, Heinrich Klassen, just based on potential?" I'm gonna have to think about. Well, this. I would never pick. Yeah, I would never pick international players for uh, franchise leagues based on potential. Mm. I base can't get my words out, man. <laughs> I would base them on fit. So I'd have to go through the entire squad uh, to have a look at that. I think obviously Markram will play, um, Hasaranga will pay, play. Then you're looking, uh, and then Klassen should play. So you're probably looking at um, the last pick would go based on what what you need. If you need a fast bowler. Um, uh, you would go uh, uh, Huck or uh, Marco. Uh, if you you know need whatever Glenn Phillips can do, uh, you pick Glenn Phillips. Oh, you got Pat Cummins mm. as well, and then you've got um, Travis Head. So you've got they've got some flexibility. But I would have thought Markram, Hasaranga, and uh, Carson are just you know obvious picks. Yeah. it's interesting, right? Because a lot of people said that they spent all that money on Pat Cummins because they wanted him to captain. But having Cummins captain is kind of counterproductive. Like, I would have Markram captain because I know that Markram is going to play yeah. all of those games. And again, in the IPL, you know, there will be surfaces where Hasaranga will be very, very potent. So not playing him would be stupid. So there's two people, Markram and Hasaranga. And then based on what we've seen from Heinrich Klassen and even Glenn Phillips, those are the guys that kind of even, you know, uh, I would even put them ahead of Pat Cummins and Travis Head because I feel like what they can offer is far more than, you know, other players like like Cummins and and maybe even Fazalak Faruqi because they are, in a way, one-dimensional, whereas the other guys, they offer just so much all over the park, right? Like Glenn Phillips is I, um, crazy. Hi. Yeah, I, just on Cummins. I, and this isn't a knock on Cummins at all. If you pick an overseas captain and you're not absolutely sure they're going to play in every game and that they're not going to ruin your flexibility, like we saw with, you know, um, Owen Morgan a couple of years ago when he was out of form and, and whatever that may be, 
it just goes terrible. It's just not a good idea. And and the player end up getting blamed. It's not the player's fault that the franchise has made a mistake. And I mean, uh, you know, he hasn't been the same kind of bowler that he once was in T20 cricket ever since he came back to Test cricket. In fact, he's a decent lower order hitter, if you want comments for that role. But I just think that, you know, based on what Klaassen, Phillips, Markram, Hasaranga, they offer... They would make into most T20 sides. Like those guys are freaking brilliant. So yeah, uh, interesting question though. I liked it. Anyway, let's take a short break over here on Uncovered, and uh, we'll be back after this to talk about more off the field stuff. You're watching Uncovered with Jared and Baram. Stay tuned, and we'll be back after this short break. Sometimes you just need to take the slips out and bowl defensively, and you also need to be careful with your computer's defense as well. If you need a VPN, go Nord. NordVPN.com forward slash Kimba to get a two-year contract with a discount plus four extra months and gifts in some markets. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The link is in the show notes. So put in some dot balls and turn them into maidens via nordvpn.com forward slash Kimba. Welcome back to Uncovered. You guys are with Jared and Behram. And we were speaking about Hasaranga just a while back, courtesy of a super chat. Well, he's bagged a suspension, Jared. And uh, Estelle actually shared that clip with me as well. He basically uh, had a run-in with the umpire Hannibal because uh, there was a no-ball that wasn't called. I watched the clip. He definitely had a point that looked uh, like a no-ball to me as well, even if the batter charged down the pitch. That ball was like head height, right? That's how high it was. And, uh, I mean, you know, he's new to captaincy. He is an animated character at times. So I can see how he, you know, would have gotten animated and, and things would have escalated. Uh, he is banned for the first two T20 internationals when Sri Lanka play Bangladesh next week or starting next week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this snowball thing, it's getting quite common, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard when a player comes down the wicket, isn't it? But... But I didn't see it, so I'll, I'll go with you if you think it should have been called. Then um, that that seems fair enough to me. Umpiring decisions are going to go mm-hmm. against you. You have to learn how to deal yeah. with that, and um, you know that that's the game. Mm-hmm. That that's how it works, and uh, uh, it's no no different than the whole Ben Stokes thing that we were making fun of a week yeah. ago, right? Like when it comes down to it, it sometimes you're going to get them in your favor, and sometimes you're not. And how you handle them. Um, is al- always worth it. And there are better ways of doing it. I mean... Right? There, there are better ways of raising it's it. It's worse than Ben Stokes, right? Because he actually has copped a suspension. And he is a very oh, vital yeah. player for Sri Lanka. And he's their captain in T20 cricket. Now, in a World Cup year, he can't afford this sort of behavior, let's say, during the World Cup. Because what if he cops a suspension then? And all of a sudden, Sri Lanka crippled without Hasaranga, with both bat and ball, right? Because he scored some runs as well. So it's something you'll have to learn quickly. Of course, uh, he's still young mm. and he is undoubtedly world-class. He's going to maybe have to have a talk with Sangha or Jayvardhan, right? Because those guys were composed. I had a chat with Sangha ah, last yes, week. Did. Um, uh, yeah, no, he will. You're right. Uh, it's a, an error that a younger player makes and we hope that it doesn't happen again. Um, yeah, look, it's emotion. Everyone gets the best of them. But you do have to deal with the fact that umpiring decisions are going to go against yeah. you. Uh, and it, it you know, feels like he didn't really handle that here. Um, See, so the better way of dealing with it is probably waiting to the press conference afterwards and go, we thought that ball was unsafe. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, because of that, we think 
you know, the even line, you know, you say something like even line ball decisions in this should go the way of the batter because that, it's an unsafe delivery. Um, but unfortunately, you know, he didn't do that and the moment got uh, the best of him. But, you know, that happens. We all make mistakes. Yeah. And better to have that mistake made right now when, you know, they still have some games to prepare for the World Cup and all of that. And it's, it's a lesson that might really benefit him moving forward. Uh, plus, this is hopefully going to be a Sri Lankan side, which uh, looks, you know, uh, better at least uh, as compared to other ICC tournaments because the conditions will favor him and Hasaranga is going to be a key player. So, yeah, let's see. Let's see if he learns or if he turns into Shakib. Anyway, um, moving forward, uh, speaking of run-ins, uh, Hanuma Vihari. I know this is not part of the, you know, list of topics, but uh, we've had a few comments that wanted us to talk about this as well and as did our team. Uh, he has basically mentioned that he quit Andhra Pradesh's captaincy because of political interference. Uh, he played the entire season after, but uh, basically he says that he shouted at a player who was the 17th player or something uh, in the Andhra squad. Uh, and uh, that cricketer was the son of a politician and he made a complaint or filed a complaint. And they axed Hanuma Vihari as captain based on that. And now he says he's never going to play for Andhra Pradesh again. And this must be really infuriating because A, you're the captain and he also put his body on the line in the previous Ranji Trophy. And uh, this is someone who's... Batted left-handed, didn't he? Because he had a broken mm -hmm. arm or broken wrist yeah. or something. He's my memory. Something like that. He was batting left-handed because of injury. And look, we might not even hear about this if this wasn't someone who was a capped test player for India, right? That's the more annoying part or, or uh, I don't know, uncomfortable part in all of this. Yeah, um, we firstly, you know, if we have no idea if it's true or not, we just we're going on mm -hmm. Bahari's messages and the, the cricket board coming out afterwards and trying to say it didn't happen or or trying to say that he did attack him. I think actually might have been what the cricket board said, but but uh, yeah, you're right. We wouldn't have heard about this if it wasn't a major player. And you know, I don't know if you've ever read Akash Chopra's book about playing Ranji Trophy cricket. You know, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of issues when you look at Ranji Trophy and, and professionalism and everything else. And this is probably another thing that is, you know, worth, worth uh, flagging up as well. And it's not the only first class competition in the world that has these sorts of issues, but this is where your players start. And if you want them to be professional when they are playing for India, you want them to be treated as professionals when they're young, uh, when they're, you know, uh, starting out in their career. And it would appear um, that, that that doesn't feel like the most professional situation. Yeah. If 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 it if it is true, um, it feels like a bit of a um cosmic shit. Show. Yeah, I mean, Vihari said that he was humiliated and embarrassed, and I understand the hurt because he's a top performer for Andhra Pradesh. He was even the second highest run scorer in this last season, and they got knocked out in the semis, so they did well as well. And uh, this is a terrible look for the association because uh, players who they want to sign will be wary of this, right? Particularly, you know, players of uh, higher quality who they want to bring in. Yeah, it's a fair mm. point. I, I hadn't even thought about it from that point of view. But yeah, that... It, there are lots of different parts of professional cricket. I remember like county cricket, mm. and I don't think this happens anymore, but it certainly did at one stage that a, for a long period of time, the contracts of the players were um, given by, I think the board members had to re, uh, um, validate a player to say whether they were ready. And the board members were not always cricket appointees. Mm -hmm. Quite a lot of them hadn't watched cricket. Like there's lots of like weird little things about first class cricket that kind of 
utter amateur. Hmm. And that and counter cricket's the most professional form of first class cricket, yeah. right? Like, and even it it has them. There are just lots of little icky bits of first class cricket where you're like, you know, players who play. I don't. I, I won't go too much into it, but you know, players who get first class games based on who the coach is and who their friends are and who their father is and all that sort of stuff does actually happen in first class mm. cricket more than you would think um, all around the mm. world. And it's not particularly ideal. Yeah. I mean, you have these sort of situations in which certain players will be selected based on who they know. But then this political interference bit is a very subcontinent thing, right? I could believe it if it happened in Pakistan because politics is so deeply intertwined with the sport. And in India... You know, it's not directly intertwined like it is in Pakistan, but we all kind of know how things work over there. And the, you know, current government is quite heavily involved in cricket. You can look at Jay Shah's appointment, for instance. I have to be, I have to be careful with this because, you know, I don't want it to be tracked back to what I'm saying. It's not just an Asian mm -hmm. thing. I know of situations where players, fathers have invested money in cricket teams outside of Asia in order to make sure that their sons are playing. I know of, of, of an occasion where a, a, a woman, mm. her, her father did the same thing, not just an Asian thing. You're right. The politics part side of it is a little bit more Asian, but it doesn't matter if it's a powerful person or a businessman mm. or whatever, right? It, it, it just matters that it's someone who has influence and, and then used it. It happens more than you mm. would think. That is interesting. Right? Um, would not have it, imagined that. That's you know, and <laughs> all the way through to minor league cricket in America <laughs> with uh, people owning the team and picking themselves and all that sort of stuff. And look, I, I worked for St. Lucia Stars mm. and our general manager quit halfway through the series, Muhammad Khan, who's on a tear on LinkedIn mm. at the moment, if you want to follow him for cricket knowledge. Um, and the owner uh, um, said to me, do you think I should replace him with my 18-year-old son? <laughs> right? Like... No, you should make your 18-year-old son a general manager of a cricket team. Right? What are you talking about? These things happen, I think, far more than people actually understand. This one, probably, as you said from the start, it's, it's a player that we all mm -hmm. know, and he made it public, and here we are. Yeah. And I think he is going live with Ashwin on his YouTube talking about it. So, oh! so you guys should go check that out. Maybe I will even, uh, if the language is Hindi, otherwise I won't understand it. But you guys should watch it who understand Tamil or whatever they speak and, and let me know what this means. I was going to say, would they be speaking Tamil? Might be. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, fascinating. Yeah. Uh, transcripts, everyone. Yes. Transcripts. Please, please send us uh, all of those translated quotes that you find interesting from that show. And uh, yeah, I suppose uh, the only thing that we have left on our itinerary, which should not even be a talking point, is, uh, well, AB said that he had misinformed the public that Virat Kohli was having a baby. And now the misinformation <laughs> is reality. Virat Kohli has had a baby. And uh, based on uh, the help that I've had from my team, a bunch of uh, our team's members are Indian. So I, I asked them, how do you pronounce the name? And apparently it's Akai Kohli, like Clint Mackay. Okay. Uh, so so that's how it okay. is. So Back of the hands, lovable. Yeah. I get Congrat it. Congratulations to, to Virat and, and his wife and the entire family. And uh, yeah. Do you remember when they had their other child? How many children two. did they have? I should know. Is yes. it two? Yeah. So when they had the, when they had their first child, and um, uh, and it was during the Border Gavaskar series, and there were there was legitimate people online saying <laughs> saying that he should have planned his pregnancy better <laughs> so that it didn't correspond with it. 
And I, I came up with this line, and I used it again today. That's how I remembered it. But I came up with a line that was something along the lines of, um, uh, how could a man who times the ball so um, impeccably be so bad with timing his own semen? <laughs> um, but, you know, so it, it, it's, I think it's two of the biggest series that Eaton Deer have played in, and he's, he's managed to rule himself out of both. I think we're in a much better situation as a cricket society, though. Yeah. Like, who have we had in this series? Ashwin, Brooke. Coley, Ryan yeah. Ahmed, right? Look at the start of this series. There were Harry Brook doesn't even want to play for his country. Kind mm. of tweets through to hope Ryan Ahmed's family's okay and and uh, you know and you know worrying about uh, Ashwin and all these different things. So we're in a much better situation. And I was as guilty as this. I remember Michael Clark not playing in a series because his girlfriend's father or or fiance's father was was ill or whatever. And I was like, what the hell? Um, just go and play for your country and. Like now looking back and I'm like, well, what an idiot. Like he should be allowed to pick and choose when he plays. And I, and everyone, I think you and I've talked about this before. Everyone deals with these, these things yeah. differently. And some people like to play through them and some people don't. And some people like to take a day off and then we're back and, and everything. And I was at the birth of two of my three children. The last one was during lockdown and the hospital didn't call me, uh, despite my wife saying, I think the baby's mm. coming. Um, it's a really important time. And, and it's not just. It, we went to a period where it was like, you know, the dads would smoke cigars in the other room, right? And then go, you know, in Western culture, go to the pub and wet the baby's head. Mm. Then we went to the period of like fathers being involved for like that day, but then going straight back to work. And now we're getting to paternal leave and, um, you know, and all those sorts of things in society that really help uh, people out. And, you know, it, the first two or three weeks of childbirth are full mm. on, man. Like, it, it, and and I know they've got helpers and, all that sort of stuff but it's still you you and the baby at certain times if you're the mother and having the father around and it's also a time you never get back you know the ability to hold a a, a small child and i've done some of my best writing with like a three-week-old baby kind of laying across my lap <laughs> and having the laptop on my knees so you know i don't know maybe coley could write some mm, memoirs who knows and it's interesting i remember the first time when he had his daughter and he you know quit that Australia tour, basically, there was a lot of backlash, right? Even Sunil Gavaskar had some claims that, oh, back in our day, we used to have plenty of kids. Back in our day, we abandoned our family. (laughs) And now I think we've come a long way where this is uh, accepted. And I think Ben Stokes, when he took that time off, you know, uh, due to mental health, that was maybe a watershed moment. And after that, I feel that, you know, uh, it's gotten fairly easier. I just... Do you not just think that just since COVID, we understand hmm. all these sorts of things a lot yeah. more? And, and you know, I mean, COVID changed the world in many different ways. Hmm. You know, uh, you had the Black Lives Matter movement. You had Me Too. We understand um, viruses and everything a lot better. We understand connections between people a lot better, mental health. I just, that whole, uh, that whole period, I'm not saying all those things are because of COVID, but they were all around that period. The world has changed a lot more. And I don't remember a time in my life when the world changed as much. Mm. We just started to think about things differently and open up a little bit. And you talk about the Son of Gavaskar one. So just, we have to finish the podcast with this. Nothing to do with Akash. Uh, um, not Akash. Um, Akai. What's his name? A- Akai. Akai. Nothing to do with Ak- Akai's um, life here at all. But when you talked about the Son of Gavaskar thing, talking about Rat Collie, mm. it reminds me of the time that Matt Ranshaw was about to shit himself on the field. And Alan Border said, oh, a real man would shit himself <laughs> on the field. He didn't quite say that, <laughs> but that's essentially what he was saying. And I was just like, oh my God. 
Like we actually believed that at one yeah. stage. What was wrong with us as a society? Um, and things have changed. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, uh, well done to the family, uh, everything else. And hopefully AB and Virat Kohli are still on friendly <laughs> terms. And uh, AB had to deny something he knew was hmm. true and then it was going to come out anyway, which must have put him in the weirdest situation that any human's ever a been in. But AB, hey, these things happen. AB I said it was a nine, but it was actually a six, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, don't explain that joke. Just leave it there and finish the yeah. podcast. And anyone who gets it's going to get it. And everyone else is going to be like, what the hell just yeah. happened? And I'm going to go refuse some uh, message requests by uh, Kohli's son because we've seen like 10,000 accounts of Akai Ka Kohli already. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bye from your mum for a minute then. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I suppose, let's finish. Bye, Bayram's mum. <laughs> she, she, she went a while back. She was actually talking to everybody, which was kind of weird. But uh, anyway, it was kind of cute as well. <laughs> That's it for overall. Well, Uncovered this week. And for those of you who enjoyed this podcast, uh, give it a like, subscribe to this channel and Jared's other YouTube channel. We'll be back with another ep episode of Uncovered next week. That's all for now. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. This podcast has an ad-free version via Patreon, where there are also many other extras as well, including a Discord channel where you can chat to me directly. There is a link to the Patreon in the show notes. We are an independent podcast, so support us any way you can. Maybe give us a review, subscribe, or share on social media. All of these things help us. And when it comes to podcasts, word of mouth is always the best way of making it grow. If we had a guest on, chances are their socials are in the show notes. Please support everyone who comes on this show. I am Jared Kimber, and this is my network. But we also have hosts and co-hosts like Baron Kazi and Estelle Vassadavan. This network is overseen by Nick McCorriston, and each episode is produced by Ishit Kaburka at Sound Potion Studio. Mukunda Bandredi, or Muku as most people will know, is the head of our YouTube channels, and he also helps out with so many other things like the podcast recording. And there's so many other people we could thank here, but I just want to thank all the listeners and all the people who help behind the scenes that make this podcast work. If you make any content, Minbo Pro is the tool for you. Take your long format content and cut it and slice it for social media. This AI-inspired weapon will turn your one piece of work into so many clips. Try Minbo.pro now.